No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Jehoiada, the priest, gathers the Levites in Judah to make Joash king of Judah at the age of seven. But this means dethroning Athaliah, the daughter of Jezebel. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Chronicles chapter 23 on Simply the Bible. We come today to a story of good triumphing over evil. The villain is Athaliah, the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel, who killed all her grandsons to become queen of Judah and to institute the worship of Baal. But little did she know that one of the heirs was being hidden by his aunt, who happened to be married to Jehoiada, the priest. They hid one-year-old Joash in their bedroom within the temple for six years. Thus, they preserved the royal line of David through these dark days of idolatry and apostasy. We continue in 2 Chronicles chapter 23. In the seventh year, Jehoiada strengthened himself and made a covenant with the captains of hundreds. Azariah, the son of Jeroham, Ishmael, the son of Jehohanan, Azariah, the son of Obed, Maaseah, the son of Adiah, and Elishaphat, the son of Zichri. And they went throughout Judah and gathered the Levites from all the cities of Judah and the chief fathers of Israel, and they came to Jerusalem. When Joash was seven years old, Jehoiada, the high priest, gathered five captains of hundreds. According to 2 Kings 11, he first made a covenant with them and swore them to secrecy. Then he revealed to them that King Ahaziah had a son who was still alive. This must have brought great hope and joy to their hearts. They were fed up with the wicked Athaliah who had stolen the throne from David's descendants. Then all the assembly made a covenant with the king in the house of God. And he said to them, Behold, the king's son shall reign as the Lord has said of the sons of David. This is what you shall do. One third of you entering on the Sabbath of the priests and the Levites shall be keeping watch over the doors. One third shall be at the king's house and one third at the gate of the foundation. All the people shall be in the courts of the house of the Lord. But let no one come into the house of the Lord except the priests and those of the Levites who serve. They may go in for they are holy, but all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. And the Levites shall surround the king on all sides, every man with his weapons in his hand. And whoever comes into the house, let him be put to death. You are to be with the king when he comes in and when he goes out. Jehoiada was a priest, but he functioned like a military man with a strategic plan to crown Joash as king in place of Athaliah. They would wait until the changing of the guard on the Sabbath. The guards coming on duty and those going off duty would 
take their places to protect the king and block off the queen and her guards from entering the temple area. No one would suspect anything because there were always twice as many guards in the temple courts at this time with the changing of the guard. Anyone who tried to stop them would be put to death. Jehoiada involved 500 armed guards in this coup d'etat. So the Levites in all Judah did according to all that Jehoiada the priest commanded. And each man took his men who were to be on duty on the Sabbath with those who were going off duty on the Sabbath. For Jehoiada the priest had not dismissed the divisions. And Jehoiada the priest gave to the captains of hundreds the spears and the large and small shields which had belonged to King David that were in the temple of God. Then he set all the people, every man with his weapon in his hand, from the right side of the temple to the left side of the temple, along by the altar and by the temple all around the king. And they brought out the king's son, put the crown on him, gave him the testimony, and made him king. Then Jehoiada and his sons anointed him and said, Long live the king. Jehoiada equipped the captains of hundreds with spears and shields that had been provided by David. They were placed in the temple, no doubt to protect the house of the Lord. And now they would protect David's descendant and lawful heir to the throne. Observe how David provided for his future descendants without even knowing it. We also can lay up the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God for our children and grandchildren by investing in their lives these truths and leaving behind a godly legacy. We never know how both sword and shield will protect them in the future. When Jehoiada brought out Joash, he put the crown on him, gave him the testimony, the law of God, and anointed him as king. Now, this was according to the instructions Moses gave in Deuteronomy 17, uh, verses 18 through 20, concerning the king. He said, when he sits on the throne as king, he must copy for himself the body of instruction on a scroll. He must always keep that copy with him and read it daily as long as he lives. That way, he will learn to fear the Lord his God by obeying all the terms of these instructions and decrees. This regular reading will prevent him from becoming proud and acting as if he is above his fellow citizens. It will also prevent him from turning away from these commands in the smallest way, and it will ensure that he and his descendants will reign for many generations in Israel. So the copy of the law in the hand of the king would be assigned to the entire nation that they were now returning to the Lord's covenant after the dark days of Baal worship and apostasy. Now just imagine if this would happen today, if our president would copy a, his own handwritten copy of the, of the Bible, of the law of God, and read it every day, just so that he is reminded that he's just like everybody else, and also that he would always keep the commandments of the Lord. What a wonderful thing that would be. 
Now, when all the people saw this, they clapped their hands in celebration and shouted, long live the king. What a joy it is when good finally triumphs over evil. Now, when Athaliah heard the noise of the people running and praising the king, she came to the people in the temple of the Lord. When she looked, there was the king standing by his pillar at the entrance, and the leaders and the trumpeters were by the king. All the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets, also the singers with musical instruments, and those who led in praise. So Athaliah tore her clothes and said, Treason! Treason! And Jehoiada, the priest, brought out the captains of hundreds who were set over the army and said to them, Take her outside under guard and slay her with the sword. Whoever follows her, for the priest had said, Do not kill her in the house of the Lord. So they seized her, and she went by the way of the entrance of the horse gate into the king's house, and they killed her there. Imagine Athaliah's shock when she saw a seven-year-old boy wearing the crown and standing by the pillar of the temple according to the custom. The priests, leaders, and people were rejoicing, and the trumpeters were blowing, and she knew a revolt was happening. She tore her clothes and shouted, treason, treason. Now, how ironic, considering that she was the unlawful usurper of the throne and murderer of the rightful heirs. Jehoiada decisively seized the moment to arrest Athaliah. He commanded that she be immediately executed, and certainly she got what was coming to her. We cannot help but see in this story a picture of the present usurper Satan and the future king, Jesus Christ. We are living in dark days where Satan has seized control. He is the ruler of this world, but he has no lawful right to the throne. However, the day is coming when the trumpet will sound and the king of kings and lord of lords will be revealed from heaven. Then the entire world will give their allegiance to the king. What a glorious day of coronation that will be and a time of great rejoicing. Then Jehoiada made a covenant between himself, the people, and the king that they should be the Lord's people. And all the people went to the temple of Baal and tore it down. They broke in pieces its altars and images and killed Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. Also Jehoiada appointed the oversight of the house of the Lord to the hand of the priests, the Levites, whom David had assigned in the house of the Lord to offer the burnt offerings of the Lord as it is written in the law of Moses with rejoicing and with singing as it was established by David. And he set the gatekeepers at the gates of the house of the Lord so that no one who was in any way unclean should enter. A genuine spiritual revival happened in Judah this was the result of two actions, consecration to the Lord and elimination of the worship of Baal. First, they consecrated themselves to the Lord by renewing the covenant between the Lord, the king, and the people. Now, their government was a theocracy. Ours is a democracy. We can't expect revival to look the same for us. However, 
if our governmental leaders and people do consecrate themselves to the Lord by personally trusting in him and keeping his commandments, just imagine how our nation would change. Warren Wiersbe writes, Revival is simply obeying God's word and doing what he commanded our fathers to do. Second, they eliminated the worship of Baal in the land. If they hadn't torn down the pagan idols, then it would have been only a matter of time before the people were ensnared and ruined by them again. So they tore down the temple of Baal, broke the altars and images, and killed Baal's priest. We must learn to love what God loves and hate what he hates. Then he took the captains of the hundreds, the nobles, the governors of the people, and all the people of the land, and brought the king down from the house of the Lord. And they went through the upper gate to the king's house and set the king on the throne of the kingdom. So all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet, for they had slain Athaliah with the sword. The final thing was to seat Joash on the throne of David, The evil queen was off the scene. The people rejoiced and God gave them peace for they had slain Athaliah with the sword. Do you have any enemies that must be slain by the sword? Not a sword of steel, but the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. There is nothing like this sword used in the power of the spirit that will destroy the works of the evil one. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please email us at daryl at calvarytv.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L at calvarytv.org. Tomorrow, we'll see where Joash reigns in Judah. He's a good king who repairs the temple, but when Jehoiada the priest dies, Joash forsakes the Lord and is assassinated. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Chronicles on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.